following podcast is a production of The Network. Check us out on BICBP-radio.com. Happy Friday. We're not camping this weekend. We're just eating some wings, watching some wrestling, talking football with you wonderful, wonderful people. Thank you for listening to Fantasy Beasts and where to find them, the football podcast. I am your co-host, Kyle Ranney, joined as always by Mr. Gary Hall. Gary, how are you? I'm good. It's Friday, so I can't complain, I, although I could probably complain because my job sucks. Well, hopefully not for long, but... <laughs> Yeah, we're uh, we are here. We're here. We're here. Get used to it. Um, couldn't be happier about the way that our show has gone with you guys, and how happy we are that you guys continue to listen to us. Hopefully, we're giving you guys good advice, and hopefully, you're not in our league and you're not stealing our ideas. However, this week we no no everyone in our league thinks we're dumb. Yeah, well, I mean, that's the one league. Yeah, they for sure do. Why would you get so many rookie picks in a dynasty league, stupid? Um, we are here, though. We're talking about the NFC West today. Uh, and we're going to dive right in here. We're going to talk about the Los Angeles Rams, a team that I've been very um, weird about. Never been a big Rams fan. I didn't like Jared Goff at the helm there. But now when you go to the top of the jump chart, the name behind center... It's Matthew Stafford. Still got a lot left in the tank, I think. Former number one overall pick in 2009, Matt Stafford's always had the prototypical size, the build, the numbers, and never the guys around him to help build the team to the playoffs. Now he's in warm weather with a lot of talent around him. Dude, they gave him five wide receivers that can catch legitimate touchdowns from him. And I don't know if he's had five receivers in his career Outside of Megatron that could do that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think Matt Stafford, I mean, granted, yes, he's a QB. He's a low-end QB1. I think he's got the potential of finishing a top-five quarterback. Plus, I mean, if you, th- if you think about it, I mean, they did lose Cam Akers, but uh, he's never had both a run and a pass game at the same time. Yeah. Um, I mean, yeah, like you like you already alluded to, moving to running back here. They lost Cam Akers. He was projected at number 10. Um, but, I mean, Darrell Henderson ran well when healthy last year when they gave him the job. And a guy that you and I talked up for weeks on this show mm-hmm. during pre-draft coverage out of Maryland, rookie Jake Funk. Um, really eye-popping on tape. Yes. And it's funny because he he, uh, he he put something up the other day that reminded me of your uh, Gary Cashew promo. But you say I'm too short, you say I'm too slow. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's looking to prove the doubters wrong. A former six-round pick this year really showed in college when he was healthy that he was a dude. He was putting up 150 to 250 yards a game. He was just gashing defenses. And really the big issue of why you didn't hear his name and see him go higher is he tore both ACLs. And then I believe he had a really good pro day. Was it pro? I don't know if he, I don't think he it was. It was his pro day. He was not invited to the combine. Yeah, he had a really good pro day. 
so, I mean, Daryl Henderson or Jake Funk, whoever steals that job there, that's a name I'm really excited by because people might still be drafting. And I mean, I mean, if it's Daryl Henderson, I feel like Daryl Henderson is going to slide up to the 70s, but he's still not going to be that high of a pick, and mm-hmm. he's going to be a starting running back. Uh, Jake Funk, if he's coming up a depth chart and you're drafting early and you see him starting to produce, um, like you see him starting to produce early, you might want to grab a handful of Jake Funk in uh, in redraft leagues because I could see him doing some damage. Um, we are intrigued, though, by that. So... Interesting running backs. Interesting first year in LA quarterback. Uh, wide receivers though: Robert Woods, Cooper Cup. Uh, both still stay solidified as wide receivers too. Right. I um, I think I like Cooper Cup a little more than Robert Woods. Yes, I would agree. But I still am a big Robert Woods guy. Robert Woods is the non-sexy. Robert Woods is Julio Jones light. Mm-hmm. Robert Woods has not had more than six touchdown catches in, like, the last four years. Um, So he's not going to get you points with touchdowns. But he is going to get you close to 90 to 100 receptions and 900 to 1,000 yards. He is the safest ball barrier player that you can get, and he's probably going to get you anywhere from five to ten catches a game. In a PPR league, he is a stud. Yeah, it really tore my soul. When When the Bills lost him? When the Bills lost him, yeah. Uh, Cooper Cup, the high-end upside, the ability to really make plays and break things open. Uh, Really, I think the only reason that Woods is ranked ahead of Cup is Cup needs to stay healthy and Mm -hmm. on the field. Uh, Deshaun Jackson, honestly, the guy I could probably remove off this list. Right. I don't see him being six to seven touchdowns as a burner guy right now. I mean, even if he does, though, if he's six to seven touchdowns, he's six to seven touchdowns like Jacoby Jones was with the Raiders. Mm-hmm. He's six, seven touchdowns on like 20 catches, and it's because he took a deep one to the house. Right. It's not six, seven touchdowns in consistent fantasy points. Yeah, it's break breakout games. Yes. Um, I mean, we've seen it from Deshaun in the past where he's had bad years, but he still has that one fantasy game for 35 points because he had five catches for 195 yards and two touchdowns. I'm... I'm personally staying away. I don't need him. I'm, I'm, I'm not saying anybody should. But I'm, I guess what I'm saying is don't be fooled week one or two where Deshaun Jackson has a 20-point week and you right. think it's the old Deshaun. It's, he's going to be flashing a pan, still can run, but he's not going to show you consistency. Van Jefferson and Tutu Atwell. These two are really 3A, 3B for me here mm. ahead of... Deshaun, because it depends on who wins that next job here. Tutu Atwell, everybody had a huge high-end view on him. Ended up going the second round uh, out of Louisville, lightning fast. Was Tutu a second or third? I think a third rounder. a third rounder. Uh, Van Jefferson, last year's second round pick, able to plunk and score with the Florida Gators, was Kadarius Toney and Kyle Pitts there. I, I like... What I think Van Jefferson can do after essentially redshirting his rookie year. Um, and then going to tight ends, should realistically only have to look at two at one, but we could look at three if we're being fair here, Gary. Uh, Tyler Higby should see numbers increase again this year, uh, which I, I don't like saying because I already did move him in another league. But Higby was a borderline t- tight end one last year. You're giving him a guy, Matt Stafford, who's always liked to throw at the tight end. 
So you think Higby's going to see numbers there. Mm-hmm. Bryson Hopkins was a third or fourth rounder last year. He was a runner-up for being the best tight end in the nation in college that year. And he gets a step into the LA offense that likes to run the two tight end set. Hopkins, yeah. you have to almost think, would slot into what Gerald Everett did. Yeah, and I mean, could end up overshadowing Higby. Higby was like, Higby was very inconsistent last With year. With drops as well. Um, so, I mean, Hopkins has upside more than most people would think. Um, and, and then realistically, one of the other things you got. Jacob Harris, a name that a lot of people might not know, six foot five wide receiver out of UCF converted to tight end. Mm-hmm. Big touchdown producer in college, never really had the rest of the stats. He's got the ability if they can teach him, maybe not this year, but next year. If he puts on a little weight. Yep. Uh, to be another guy to keep an eye on. So, I mean, the Rams, Matt Stafford. Matt Stafford is going to depend on your league. Because either someone's going to go in with the same view I am and they're going to overdraft him for for that reason. I'm not saying I'm going to overdraft him, but I don't think he needs to be the sixth t- quarterback off the board. Mm-hmm. But if I'm getting late, and especially if I'm looking for a tight or a quarterback two and my rookie or my, my backup quarterback and Stafford's there, that's my guy. Yeah. Um, I wouldn't be upset with him as my number one, though. Daryl Henderson, Jake Funk, two guys to keep an eye on that competition. Winner should be drafted. Backup might want to be drafted. They like to run the two uh, two tight or two running back monster. Uh, wide receivers, Cup and Woods, both wide receivers too, need to be drafted. None of the other three really need to, unless one of them is just red hot. Yeah, exactly. In preseason, uh, and Tyler Higby draftable. Bryson Hopkins, Jacob Harris, somebody you might want to see how their their uh, off seasons going before you do anything there. Next team on this list. The Seattle Seahawks. From the top, Russell Wilson, uh, a guy that I've said it, I think, five times throughout this so far. Everyone overlooks him. Yes, he's going to end up being drafted in that nine, bleh, that, that seven to 12 range, the back six. And he's always going to produce as a top six quarterback. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean he's going to be the best, but people always go with the sexy new toy over Russell Wilson, and I will take old, reliable Russ all day. Running backs here. Vomit-inducing. Yeah, I mean, Chris Carson's obviously listed the number one, but still, I don't know. They, I, mean, I feel like every time they give him the number one job, he finds a way to like be good enough to keep it, but not be like great yeah. enough to wow people. And then he gets hurt. Yes. Um, Rashad Penny, first-round pedigree, seventh-round production. Um, DJ Dallas was a draft pick last year, didn't really show anything. <sighs> Chris Carson, until proven otherwise, is your number one. Yeah. And I don't necessarily want him drafted as number one, and I don't necessarily need him drafted as like a high-end number two either. I'm comfortable, I think, with 17 to 24. He's a back half running back two. Um, this is a spot where I wanted ETN in the draft. I think it would have been a really good... Yeah. But yeah, it's not the sexy position on this team. Um, receivers, though. DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett... A wide receiver one, wide receiver two. DK Metcalf, I feel, should be more of a back half wide receiver one, and they've got him as a top five. Yeah. I don't think I'm willing to take the plunge and say he's got to be my fifth Correct. receiver off the board. I, I really don't like that value. Um, <clears throat> if I'm 
If you want to take DK Metcalf, like you said, it's probably as a fringe wide receiver one. Um, but taking him as the number five receiver, it doesn't sit right. Yeah, and I feel like people who who had the win from him last year and had so many high points mm-hmm. are gonna forget about his very extreme lows because he had great games, and then like the midpoint of the season he disappeared. Um, so I don't, I don't necessarily want him that high. Right, Tyler Lockett as well. I feel like I'd be okay with getting him. I'd be okay with getting him as, as a low-end wide receiver, too, but I think I'd be happier with him as a wide receiver, three. Um, Dwayne Eskridge is a, t- is a name I'm intrigued by here. Out of West 3rd, Michigan. They've never had a good wide receiver, three, that's held his own. Eskridge t- could take away targets. And I believe he did special team stuff, too. Yes, he did. And the other name, really, on this list, now that we can get rid of one of them, Cade Johnson on South Dakota State, as well, might be someone to watch for that wide receiver, four job. I really don't like a lot of the rookies that they took after Dwayne Esker just because it's such a deep receiving core. That they well, don't I mean, number 154 is not on the team anymore. Yeah, I know, but still. Uh, tight end, though. Gerald Everett and Will Disley and Colby Parkinson. Colby Parkinson was a fourth-round pick last year. Will Disley, a fourth-round pick three years ago. Gerald Everett signing the offseason to a big deal. Yeah, I lo- uh, Disley a couple years ago was, was very solid. Disley's... But- a good player. Parkinson had a red-shirted rookie year, so we don't really know what we're getting out of Parkinson. And Gerald Everett has always been sneaky productive with the Rams. Mm-hmm. Whichever way... And uh, they don't have Hollister anymore. He's with the Bills, but he was one of um, Russell Wilson's favorite tight end. Targets. And that's one of the things I'm getting at, is Russ likes to use the tight end. Mm-hmm. So I would almost look to see who is gonna, who's got the edge to this job. And... Maybe not scoop him, but keep an eye on him in the waiver wire. See yeah. how week one goes. I mean, if week one goes five ca- five catches for so many yards, mm-hmm. you might want to grab him. Um, but, yeah, looking at Seattle here, Russ Wilson, certified top six, always underdrafted. Mm-hmm. Take the value where you can get him. Chris Carson, back half running back two. I don't need him. Um, but you know he produces. He's, he's not going to be the prettiest production because they like to throw a bundles in games. Uh, DK Metcalf, I'm willing to say he's going to be overdrafted. For sure. I I really don't like him at the five. Um, just off at the top of my head, we got Tyreek, Devonta Adams, Stephon Diggs, maybe Michael Deva- Thomas. No, do, uh, I mean DeAndre, DeAndre Hopkins. Hopkins. Um, that's five right there if you include Michael Thomas. Um, Justin Jefferson I'd put ahead of him. Yeah. What would put me I to mean, six. Eight, I'd put A.J. Brown ahead of him. Yep, A.J. Brown. I mean, Mike Evans is up there. I, I just, I'm just not confident. We are going to get death threats from the Seattle fans. I know. How dare you slander DK Metcalf? I like DK. Just I'm not. Yeah, I'm not saying I dislike him. I just, again, agreed. Five's a little rich for my blood, um, especially with the fact of it being DK was the darling of fantasy football last year. It's the same thing as Patrick Mahomes three years ago. Someone had him on a team that won a championship with him, mm-hmm. and they're infatuated. They're going to risk it Josh for Allen the biscuit. Yes. Um, fantasy football is the closest thing to the most bullshit stock market you could ever get. People are going to buy high on the players that got them success in the past, no matter what the downfall is going to lead them mm-hmm. to. And that's where you have to learn how to ride out your waves on it. Uh, Tyler Lockett, I could take it 24. I'd be more happy from 
that 25 to 30 range as my top wide receiver three. Dwayne Eskridge, Cade Johnson, interesting to see if they will get playing time. And tight end wise, see where they sit and uh, uh, go that way. The 49ers are next. This is disgusting. Trey Lance is listing at number one. Uh, I, I mean, I'll start off right here. I don't need either of these. Okay, so there's your answer, by the way. Last episode, we talked about both Denver quarterbacks being 33-34. Trey Lance and Jimmy Garoppolo are listed inside the top 32. Kind of gross. Um, I don't like either of those options. No, I'm not going to draft any of them. Uh, running backs, Raheem Mostert is the starter, de facto starter with the 49ers. Uh, they got rid of both Tevin Coleman and Jarek McKinnon. Mm-hmm. Trey Sermon was drafted. Honestly could steal that job. Yeah, he'll, he'll steal some carries for sure. Wayne Goleman, another name that you might be smart to watch. Jeff Wilson Jr. had a good middle of the season, and he blew his knee up, and he is missing, I believe, the whole year or the beginning, like, half. Mm-hmm. Um, another running back position that they're going to fall into the mid 80s to mid 105s mm-hmm. and I don't necessarily need any of them on my roster. Not saying they're not going to be good, but the it's a dart throw. Yeah. Wide receivers. Brandon Ayuk here 23, which I I hit on pretty good last year. I would say right now I'd hit on him and put him into the top 18. Like he's a top half wide receiver 2 with wide receiver 1 upside. Right. And I've said that. And he was putting those points up with no quarterback. Putting those points up with no quarterback, coming off of multiple COVID positive tests where he missed chunks of the season mm-hmm. and injuries, and he still finished out as, a, I believe, a top 30 wide receiver with missing a ton of weeks. Um, Debo Samuel missed a bunch of the year with injury as well. Really better than, than what he was able to show last year. I like his upside as well. I don't know if I'd put him at 32, I think I'd put him 36 to 48, that wide receiver four mark, just so I feel more confident about what I have. Um, but I like both options because of a strong schedule as well. George Kittle, tight end two. Deserved. That's fine. Yeah. Deserved. Um, I guess the same thing. You just got to stay healthy. Well, the same thing I preached about Travis Kelsey. I'm not willing to go on Travis or on George Kittle as a 20th pick. No, I don't like taking. I don't like taking tight ends that high. And that's what I'm saying. Unfortunately, I feel feel like someone's going to jump high on Kittle. He's be top twenty, and I it's I don't. It's not what if I'm going to. If you're taking a tight end that high, you're losing out on a, a one receiver, number one receiver, or number two, one running back. Um. So yeah, I mean the the 49ers were pretty quick here. Uh, quarterbacks, if you're high on Trey Lance, go for it. I want nothing to do with either of them. New new. Uh, running backs. If I'm there in like the 105 range and Mozart or Sermon fell, mm-hmm. I'll take a flyer. But I don't need either of them to feel like I've completed my running back room. Wide receivers. More, more, more. Yes, please. Thank you. Give me. Both of them. Yep. I'm selling high on Ayuk. I'm buying high on Ayuk, shall I say. And I'm buying at the right spot on Debo. Um, I don't care who's getting the ball. I did really well drafting rookie receivers last year. Yeah. I, I hit on Ayuk and T. Higgins. Uh, but, yeah, I, I really like Ayuk's upside, and I really like Debo, just because it's 
I, I feel like you could put anybody out there throwing with the schedule they have, and they're going to mm-hmm. have numbers. It's not got any. I think you could pick me quarterback four off the roster, Nate Sudfeld, and I'd still be confident. And that's because they've done that in the past. Yeah, they've they've they, it's been Nick Mullins throwing them the passes. Um, tight end George Kittle in the twenty five to thirty five range. I'm confident anything higher than twenty five, I don't need. So, if I get him in the third round, I like it. If it's if he's gone in the second, he's too rich for my blood. Um. Who are we missing? We did LA, we did Seattle, and we just did um, San Francisco. Oh, the very first team on our list: the Arizona Cardinals. That would do it. Um, Kyler Murray listed at three here. That's a tough one. It is. In terms of upside, the fact that he has everything that everybody bodes bodes well about with Lamar. He's Russell Wilson light. Yes, and he's got Lamar's speed. So I think if he puts it all together this year, yes, top three is possible. And I think ultimately Kyler Murray is a guy who didn't have the best year last year, so people might be soured on him. And you might be able to get Kyler Murray in that five to eight range, which I like even more. So I think Kyler Murray might be the key to winning championships this year. Could be. Um, I, I only really like him if he slides. I don't think I'm confident. But that's what I'm saying. If, if I don't have to pay third quarterback spot, mm-hmm. I love it. If I've got him 5 to 8, and that's from 55 to 70, mm-hmm. I love that for yeah. me. Um, but I would agree. I'm not looking at Kyler being listed as 3 right here. And someone's jumping on him at 40. Yeah, that's rich. Um, but again, I, I think the reason that... I think if it was just the standard intangibles of, of only his throwing game with the weapons he's got, mm-hmm. that I would not need him as a top five. But right. couple in his ability to run in his passing game, I think he's got one of the higher upsides of all quarterbacks this year. And unfortunately for running backs, I think... They have Edmonds listed as the number one, but I think he's only going to be a passing back. Everything I've seen out of camp, though, has said that he's run away from James Conner so far. I hope so, because I, I liked Edmonds over Kenyon Drake last year anyway. Um, I think Edmonds should be the number one running back, but they used him a lot in passing situations. I'm hoping they don't do... He's just going to be on the field when they want to throw, and then Connor's going to run. Chase Edmonds is a player with every mock I've seen has been going in like the eighties, and I've been scooping him and anything that I that I feel the need in like the seventh, mm-hmm. seventh or eighth as my my running back three because I think he's got mid running back two upside. I was going to say he's a fringe running back one, but definitely a running back two. He's a, he's for sure a running back two. Running back one, he would have to really break out. In a whole nother way, but I think he's I think going he's got to that potential. Though. Yes, and I think he's going to outperform his draft his draft uh, position by a ton. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins, we already both discussed. We think he should probably move up to be a top five wide receiver. Still, the rest of this is um, throwing darts. I don't want anything outside of Hopkins. Well, know. Rondell Moore could be interesting, but I don't need Christian Kirk or AJ Green. That's for sure. Right. A.J. Green proved he didn't have it last year with the Bengals. Christian Kirk has continued. Christian Kirk is an even lesser version of Will Fuller. 
Right. He will have one two-touchdown game a year and just disappear back into mediocrity. Uh, Rondell Moore is the best option of stealing a number two receiver out of there, and even that's not a lock. And tight ends, we don't even need to discuss. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing there. They have been trying for three years to find a tight end worthy, and Max Williams uh, and Darnell Daniels are the two options there. Darnell Daniels. Uh, but again, I would say Kyler on a slide, well worth the value. Chase Edmonds will overproduce his draft value. DeAndre Hopkins, still producing as a top six guy, will be drafted around the same spot, so that's a fair value. Uh, Christian Kirk and AJ Green, not needed. Rondell Moore, watch in preseason. Rondell Moore reminds me of John Brown a couple years ago. Mm-hmm. That kind of second, third round pick who, if he's given a good preseason, could really start making waves. And that was John Brown in his rookie year. In yep. uh, tight ends, avoid him. But, guys, I think that'll do it. We've uh, We've had a fun time. We've talked about... Six of eight divisions in the NFL now. Yeah, we're getting there. Uh, we are, by the time we're done with this, uh, next week will be the first week of August, and we'll be able to really start moving towards more mock drafts and more camp news as training camp started today for veterans in most places. Uh, today is of recording this. Today is recording, yes. But, guys, Gary, you got anything you want to shout out? Happy weekend, and we're getting close to the season. Almost there. Um, yeah, guys, we hope you guys keep listening. Again, like I've said multiple times, if you have anything you'd like to hear us touch on, uh, discuss, even explain, uh, reach out to us on our social medias, Facebook, Twitter, um, and we'd be more than happy to go on and talk about your fantasy outlook, your fantasy stuff as the season goes on, going into next next week even. Uh, I mean, we'll, we'll be able to have questions submitted on Wednesdays to, hey, do you have a stardom sit on a Wednesday? Yeah. Throw it to us by Thursday afternoon, and we can answer it on the air for Friday-Saturday release. So right. And uh, Sundays we go live for stardom sit And I'm excited for that. So, guys, we have a lot coming up. Hopefully we are a good, good value to you guys, and you guys continue to enjoy us talking as much as we enjoy talking to you. But until next time, you keep on looking for those fantasy beasts. We'll show you exactly where to find them, guys. Peace out.